You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You see this? You see how wide I'm holding my hands open right now? If you're watching on YouTube, you can. If you're listening to the podcast, hey, God bless you. I'm holding out my hands as wide as I possibly can. That is how big this month is going to be for Michigan State football recruiting. As we dive into the weekend, almost, we're going to give ourselves a little primer here in the first segment for, yeah, what we just said. I'm going to see football's biggest recruiting month of all time. You don't believe me. I've got the numbers and names to back that up. Also, in the second segment, we'll get to some basketball recruiting. And then in the third segment, I'm going to hold you hostage here and talk about some golf as James Pite is off to the LIV League or Tour, whatever they're going to call it over there. He's heading to it. A little controversial. You're going to get my thoughts here. But, yeah, got a lot more to get to before that, of course. And before we will really get to any of the meat of anything I just said, hey, just want to thank you for making Lockdown Spartans your first listen every single day here in the Lockdown Podcast Network. Please rate, review, and subscribe, whether it's uh, the, the old-fashioned podcast that you're listening to this, or hey, if you're looking at my face right now on YouTube, <laughs> well, I'm sorry for you, but uh, hey, please, smash that subscribe button, comment below, let us know what you're liking or not liking about the show, and take a survey here. Um, Actually, let me just pull that up right now. They want us to talk about that after the first break, but I think it's such a good idea. Let's talk about it right now. Uh, go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey. And yeah, just let us know what you do and don't like about the show, what changes we can make, and all that fun stuff. So yeah, LockedOnPodcast slash survey. All right, <clears throat> let's get let, let's get into it. Because I can hardly wait to talk about this. Yes, it is no hyperbole here. I, I know that a lot of talking heads like to over-exaggerate things, and I, I like to over-exaggerate some things here and there, but mm-mm. This is not one of these times as Michigan State football is set to have their biggest recruiting month of all time. Not just in the Mel Tucker era, but yes, of all time. Let's stop wasting time. Let's just get right into the numbers here. This weekend, three five-star players are visiting campus. That is defensive lineman David Hicks. That is defensive lineman Vic Vic Burley and defensive lineman Jaden Wayne. And Wayne... That's not even an official visit. That is an unofficial visit. All three five-stars, defensive linemen. There is no mystery as to why this happens. Well, yeah, Mel Tucker's got the boys cooking, but also pass rush spe- specialist Brandon Jordan. He has the eyebrows of every five-star defensive lineman, every four-star defensive lineman perked up, and now he's got these kids coming to campus. So, yes, three five-stars this weekend. Four Four stars coming in this weekend with Madden Sanker, offensive lineman. That would be a great pickup, top 100 kid. Tight end, Jelani Thurman. Cornerback, Chance Rucker. And cornerback, Jalen Braxton. And, oh yeah, you also have three three stars coming in. And all three of those guys are still top 600 kids in the 24-7 sports composite. We're talking offensive tackle, Shamarud Umarov. We're talking offensive lineman, Jonathan Slack. And yes, we are talking our quarterback commit for the 2023 class, Bo Edmondson out of Texas. It gets a lot more fun from there, guys. This isn't just the big, only big recruiting weekend going on in the month of June. Next weekend, 
I'm holding up 10 fingers right now if uh, you're listening to the podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, you, you see how many fingers I'm holding up. 10 four-stars are coming in next weekend. Three additional three-stars as well. And oh yeah, all three of those three-stars are top 400 kids. The weekend after that, seven four-stars are visiting East Lansing. And then at the end of the month, four four-stars are visiting campus right now, right now. 40 guys are going to be visiting campus. 29 of them, 29 of them are four stars or higher. Just want to say that one more time. Want to, want to say that one more time. 29 of the visitors for Michigan State this month are rated four stars or higher. And hey, maybe that's that's a very fun number. Maybe you don't really know the context, though, of that number, or if that's a good amount or a really good amount or an elite amount. We got some more numbers to throw right in your face. Uh, right now, Michigan, for their whole month of June, they have 20 four-stars or better visiting. Penn State, who right now has the number three recruiting class in the country, they have 14 four-stars or better visiting. And Ohio State... Yes, Ohio State. Well, surely we can't be beating Ohio State in amount of four or five star kids visiting in the month of June, can we? You're darn right we can. Tuck coming. Ohio State has 26 four star or hires coming in the month of June. Again, MSU is 29. They have the highest amount of four stars or higher visiting campus in the month of June amongst the whole Big Ten Conference. It's getting real, y'all. Um, yeah, 29 is a high number. That's how high it is. And yes, I'll add, of course, some context here. Penn State, like I said, awesome recruiting class so far. They're ranked number three in the country. Ohio State, yeah, they never have an issue with their recruiting classes. Ranked number four in the nation. Um, one interesting thing, um, actually, there's a lot of interesting things. Who am I kidding? But one note that I just wanted to bring out is with all these kids visiting, with all like the, the 29 four stars or better, or the, the 40 guys overall, hardly any of them are Michigan kids. Hardly any of these guys are from the great state of Michigan. It, it's just Jonathan Slack, you know, the, the kid from Detroit, Martin Luther King, and then Brennan Paracek out of Dexter. Those are the only two guys. And really, hardly any of these guys are even like regional, too. We're pulling kids from Georgia, from Florida, from Washington, from Texas. It, like, it is. A national recruiting barrage going on in East Lansing. MSU is a national brand, just like that under Mel Tucker. And yeah, we're having the visitors to, to show for it. I'm having a great time. This is the best. Now, if you want some more context for this magical number of 29 four-stars or higher, let's go to some past Michigan State classes. Now, last year, 2022 class, good class. Solid class, hovering right around the 20th in the nation mark. We saw a boom. Us as Michigan State fans, we felt very peachy about what was happening on the recruiting trail. Hey, last year, total for the whole year, for the whole cycle, 12 total four-stars visited Michigan State. I believe that is officially. This is all in the 24-7 sports database, so this is where I'm getting these numbers. 12 total four-stars for last year's cycle altogether. How about 2020, if you really want a, a, a 
firm reality check of uh, where things were then versus where they are now. 2020, Mark D'Antonio's last recruiting class, three four-stars or higher visited Michigan State in that cycle. All three didn't even pick Michigan State. The year before that, the 2019 class, three four-stars or higher visited East Lansing. Julian Barnett and Devontae Dobbs were the only two that ended up committing out of them. But... Listen, I don't want to completely rain on the Mark D'Antonio parade. I know as well as anyone that there were some great years in the Mark D'Antonio era. Well, let's just run back there and see what they were looking like, huh? The 2014 class. This is when things were really cooking. I, we were cooking with fish grease back in this era. In the 2014 class, only nine four-stars or higher visited Michigan State. That was the Malik McDowell class, if you want some uh, bearings as to you know what was that class looking like. And then the 2015 class, still things were looking really good for Michigan State. Two years off a of Rose Bowl, one year off of that great Cotton Bowl win. Only six four-stars or higher visited Michigan State. Wow. Uh, and now we have 29 coming in just this month of June alone. Yes, there are three five-stars visiting, but there's still four more on deck later on this summer or early fall. I'm starting to I'm starting to get dizzy right now. I've, I've got a case of the spins. So, yeah, it, it is it is crazy times here in East Lansing. Um, hopefully tomorrow we will have Justin Thind of 24-7 Sports on to uh, chat about more specifically to this weekend and also what we can expect to come out of all this hoopla. Um, and if we don't get him... Tomorrow we'll get him early next week. Or if you just need your Justin Thind right now, go to his Twitter right now. It's it's at Justin Thind. He put out a free article um, just talking about this whole month. We're talking names. We're talking more numbers. So, yeah, Justin Thind of 24-7 Sports. Really, everyone on the 24-7 Sports team does fantastic work. Steven Brooks got a shout-out him. Corey Robinson got a shout-out him. Massive month for uh, these guys as well. So keep it tuned here. Keep it tuned to 24-7 Sports. Um, and yeah, we're, we're not done just yet because I, I want to talk a little bit more about this recruiting class and if we can expect kids to commit this month and, you know, putting that to kids last year, what they did, but we're going to get to that in a hot second. I just got to talk to you beautiful people about Built Bar first. That's right. If you've heard me talk about just the straight up normal analog Built Bar for quite some time, you've heard me talk your ear off about Built Puffs for quite some time. Ho, 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 I got another product for you guys. Built Granola Bars. I want to say that one more time. Built Granola Bars. That's right, we're talking chocolate peanut butter, chocolate coconut. God, that sounds delightful. And white chocolate berry. Guys, you've heard me talk up and down about Built Bar. I have sung their praises for all the right reasons. It is better than any candy bar you will ever taste. And the Built Granola Bars... I. I, I cannot wait to get my hands on one of these. They are going to absolutely positively slap. Yes, I haven't even had one, and I'm that confident because they smash the Built Puffs. They smash normal Built Bars. Just incredible products. And not just on the taste buds, but also your body. Like Built Granola Bars. Uh, each one is going to have 150 calories. Nothing crazy that's going to bog you down. And just 4 grams of sugar. And But he, here's where it gets great. A whopping 15. Yes, 15 grams of protein. They are going to rock your taste buds. They are going to rock your body. And also, they're not going to rock your wallet. Because when you go to Built.com, smash in promo code LOCKED15. That's all one word. LOCKED15. And you're going to get 15% off of your order. One more time, gang. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. 
www.thebigblueprint.com. And before we get into some football recruiting and a little bit of basketball recruiting in this segment too, hey, I just want to thank you for making Lockdown Spartans uh, your first listen every single day. And we also have an important favor to ask you. We've put together a survey so we can learn more about listeners like you and make your favorite Lockdown podcast even better. This is your opportunity to tell us what you like and maybe don't like about Locked On Podcasts. Go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey right now to get started. It will not take very long, and everyone that completes a survey can qualify for a chance to win one of 10 $100 Ticketmaster gift cards. Use that on concert this summer. Use it for our boys in green and white when the fall comes rolling around, or the winter if you're more of a basketball guy. Just, hey, t- take our audience survey. Go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey. Thank you so much in advance. For, uh, for answering and, and for all your help. Really do appreciate it, guys. Always open to constructive criticism. I don't want to use that term heavily. Constructive criticism. If you don't like how my face looks, I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you. This is how it's always going to be from here on out. So, uh, But anything else that I can do to help you, I'd love to know about it. So thank you all in advance. Let's get back to talking football recruiting, shall we? So, yes, 29. I'm going to keep on saying that number. 29 four-stars or better. Coming to campus this month alone. How many of these guys can we expect to commit? Well, okay. Well, let's actually just take a, a stroll back to last year. And when did guys commit last year? Let's take a look at the four stars that committed last year. How many of them actually committed in the month of June? Not many, actually. Not not many at all. Caden uh, Hauser, your quarterback, was the, the only guy... That was a four-star, of course, that uh, committed in June, and that was two days after his official visit. So really, ideally, as a Michigan State fan, probably you're thinking the same thing. That's the ideal path uh, that we take here in this month of June, is that just within 48 hours, these guys are pledging their allegiance to Michigan State. But I'm going to slam on the brakes right now, just remind everyone that is not necessarily how it always goes, if ever. Alex Van Sumeren, highly coveted four-star defensive lineman, he committed in July... That was nearly two months after his official visit in early June last year. Dylan Tatum. This is an interesting circumstance right here. He committed in September and actually took his official visit after committing. Yes, he visited campus as an unofficial visitor a few times before that. But yeah, he committed in September, took his OV after committing. Uh, Jaden Mangum, uh, he committed in August last year. Uh, That was just one week after an unofficial visit. I don't think he actually ever took an official visit to Michigan State. Uh, Antonio Gates Jr., just like Alex Van Sumeren, he committed in July, more than a month after his June official visit. Uh, Jeremy Bernard, that was a completely different scenario there. He was way late in the game. He basically signed last week. And uh, he was a three-star, Jack Nickel, but a very highly rated three-star, so we throw him in there as well. Same. Uh, He committed in July, a full month after his official visit to Michigan State. So, yeah, that's... uh, that's how it goes. It would be awesome to get some guys to verbally commit here in June, but we might have to wait a little bit, which is no fun. I'm very impatient as well, but yeah, we got to play a little bit of the waiting game here. And also, as we transition to basketball, um, no real smooth transition to that, but let's just talk about basketball recruiting right now. Just a little bit of updates, nothing earth-shattering, but let's talk about the 2023 class for Shooty Hoops, shall we? Right now, it's already looking solid. Good start with uh, Jeremy Fears. Yes, the top 40 point guard. You already know about him, though. What about the other guys? Well, Braylon Green uh, dropped his top 
five today. That's right, top five. It goes Arizona State Sun Devils, which I don't know how they keep on popping up on these graphics for highly rated kids. Anyway, uh, the Tennessee Volunteers, uh, if he wants to go ahead and lose in the first weekend every single March under Rick Barnes. Uh, Texas as well, Kansas as well, and then your Michigan State Basketball Spartans. That rounds out the top five right there. So who on earth is this Braylon Green fella? Well, uh, if you don't know, he is a top 60 kid in the 24-7 sports composite rankings. And he's a local guy. He is from Southfield. He's been to MSU roughly 4.3 billion times on unofficial visits. He was even at the, uh, the Michigan versus Michigan State football game last October 30th. I forgot how that one won. If you can remind me, please uh, tweet at me. Um, and... Here's where it gets interesting, is that he did transfer away, as every talented player in the state of Michigan does now these days. Anyway, uh, he transferred to Dream City Christian over in Arizona. Now, one comment that I saw on Twitter, and this is from a guy that I trust uh, almost more than anyone when it comes to Michigan State basketball. Yes, of course, I'm talking about DK. That's right, of SpartanHoops.com. He wrote something very interesting. I'm actually going to search a tweet right now. I should have had it pulled up, but I don't want to mince his words here. Is that after Braylon Green drops his top five, he says, and I quote as I'm buying myself some time here. Anyway, long story short, um, he's wondering if there's going to be mutual interest between Braylon Green and Michigan State still. As my internet has finally loaded up, here it is. MSU makes 2023 combo guard Braylon Green's top five. Will be interesting to see if he visits again this summer and then ends with saying, not sure how much mutual interest remains. And then he elaborated on that. Someone, you know, asked a question and DK responds with, Green has been out west for school and MSU's need is for bigger wings. That's, that's the big thing right there, bigger wings. And I agree with that because right now, in the year of our Lord, 2023, this is what it's looking like. In the perimeter, the, the backcourt, if you will. Senior A.J. Hogard, uh, sophomore Traymon Holloman, who actually just arrived on campus today, on Wednesday. Uh, it would be Jeremy Fears, Jaden Akins, Pierre Brooks. Like You are kind of looking at bigger wings, if you will. Now that transitions greatly into this next bit of news. This is from at Rivals Killop. That is right. Um, of course, uh, Jason Killop of Rivals. Uh, Ohio four-star forward Devin Royal tells me he will be taking an official visit to Michigan State the weekend of June 17th. That that's a nice little visit right there. That is a six-foot-six shooting forward or small forward SF. I, I like to say shooting forward now these days because that's what the position seems more of. Anyway, enough about my thoughts. Uh, Devin Royal visiting campus in the middle of this month, and, and that's a nice little get there. That's more of the wings that Michigan State is probably going to be looking for in the 2023 class. Now, of course, I tried to watch film and make my own comparison, and I came up with the name. My God, Malik Hall. This guy is this guy it reminds me a lot about Malik Hall. This is great. This is fantastic. He's got a nice little post game, especially for a guy that's only six foot six. I know Malik Hall is maybe an inch or two taller than that, but nice touch, nice footwork, nice little fadeaways around the rim, but also has a pretty good looking jumper. He already looks college ready. And the reason why I'm, if you're watching on YouTube making a face when I say Malik Hall is because, well, I I, I go to DK's Twitter account, and I scroll, and I'm like, well, let's see if he has anything to say about Devin Royal. He makes the same exact comparison. 
as me. So it looks like I'm copying off my friend's homework here by saying Malik Hall. But yeah, DK sees the Malik Hall comparison as well. It's not just this talking head. No, it's also a guy who really, really, really knows his stuff in DK. It's Malik Hall 2.0 in his game. It's great. So this would be an awesome get. Hopefully this visit on June 17th works out. And the last bit of news that we have to go through for basketball recruiting is uh, news that I don't necessarily like sharing. Um, I'm skittish about this and probably for the right reasons because how many times have we seen this story unfold when it comes to recruiting? But yes, big man out of Indiana, Xavier Booker. Little plucky Xavier Booker, six foot ten, just runs both ends of the floor very well. Just really the complete package. Izzo was on him early. He was rated in oh the mid seventies uh, when this all started. Izzo's going to pretty much every single game that he possibly could on the AAU circuit for Xavier Booker. Maybe we're gonna get this guy. We got on him early. Great communication, and then. But up but uh 24/7 Sports updates their rankings and skyrockets him to the number 4 kid in the 2023 class. Yes, as if programs weren't jumping on the Xavier Booker bandwagon hard enough before, well that ranking's going to have everyone everyone jumping after him. And now really it's not even just the college programs. Like of course you know where I'm going with this. Duke offered him a few days later and yeah, how many recruiting battles have we seen Duke spoil in the past, oh, 10, 15 years? <laughs> it's, not, it's not gone just because Coach K is gone. No, Nike will not let that brand die, and they are going to funnel in as much money as humanly possible to get them any recruit that they could ever want. Did I just say that? No, not me. Anyway. Yeah, so we got to uh, go through all that. Xavier Booker says that he still communicates with Michigan State almost on a daily basis. So listen, it's not over, but... Yeah, I've, uh, I've been more jazzed at other news than that. Anyway, so that's um, the basketball recruiting updates right there. Sorry to end on a kind of a sour note. It's not over. It's never over. But, yeah, I feel like, God, I feel like I've seen this movie too many times to just have high hopes about it. Oh, my God, as my alarm goes off, why did I set an alarm? That is just some pure, uncut, locked-on Spartans professionalism right there as I set an alarm in the middle of recording a podcast for a reason I don't even know. I hope I remember by the time I finish recording, but yeah, how about that for you? Hopefully that didn't shoot your eardrums uh, to the the point of being liquid now. Uh, Sorry about that. But hey, you know what? Um, If you're still listening, if you could still hear me, uh, if that alarm didn't pierce your ears uh, completely, we're going to talk about some golf here. That's right. Uh, I'm holding you hostage. I'm doing my monthly sit you down and talk about MSU golf, namely James Pyatt. Let's be honest. Uh, that's that's our, our guy that we like to talk about. Friend of the program, James Pyatt. Yes, he joined the controversial LIV tour, but uh, we'll talk about that in a hot second. Just got to you know pay the bills here if you're listening on the podcast, but if you're on YouTube, we're going to skip right to it right now. So yes, late Tuesday night, uh, it's announced that the LIV Tour, that's how I'll call it. I don't know if it's supposed to be called the Live Tour or whatever. We'll call it the LIV. Um, They finally dropped their field for the first event that they are going to have. Now, if you are a a complete dweeb about golf like me, you already know what this is all about. You know the LIV. And if you're not, if you're not so in tune to golf, well, let me um, give you just a quick 30-second synopsis of LIV. It is a, a renegade tour. It, it is a, another league, basically. And no, this isn't like the USFL playing in the spring to maybe have guys grow to become NFL players. No, no, no. This is 
what was supposed to be a direct head-to-head -head against the PGA. But that's not the juicy part here. I, who really cares about that part? The real controversy is where all this money is coming from. And oh yeah, there's money involved here. We're definitely going to get to that in a hot second. But where's this money coming from? It is a Saudi-backed league. Yes, this is all money coming from Saudi Arabia. Um, sport washing, if you will, if you're familiar with that term. If you're not, basically trying to change a perception about your country by way of sport is the simple man's, the simple man's definition for that. So that's why there's so much controversy around there. That's why Phil Mickelson really made an uh-oh, tying his name so hard into this league, being a face of this league, and that's why he's been out of the public eye and maybe serving a quasi-suspension from the PGA because the PGA don't like this at all. You golf in this tour, you have a very hard time coming back to the PGA. So, yes, it is very controversial that it is backed by Saudis. I don't have to give you all the reasons. If you know anything about anything, I, I think you know why that's a little bit controversial. Um, I... Don't want to go into it any further because, well, I like my head right here on my shoulders. Um, so, yes, it is controversial. And I think there's a lot to dissect here. I could talk about this for 45 minutes, but I'm not because I know you'd be bored of smithereens if I did. Um, this is the kind of money that we're dealing with, though. Is Jack Nicholas was offered $100 million just to be the face of this league. Just to be a figure of this league. He turned it down. Dustin Johnson... Shocked the world, the golf world. I, if you don't like golf, then you don't care about this. And you're probably not even still listening anyway. But hey, Dustin Johnson is rumored to have gotten $125 million to attach his name to this league and also play. $125 million for Dustin Johnson. He is right now third all-time, all-time on the PGA money list at 75 million. He doesn't need this money. He probably makes that also in endorsements as well. He's probably sitting on a cool 150 right now as it is. He didn't need this money. For him to take this money, that's where people start to have the problem. It's like, okay, how much money do you need? Like, you don't have enough houses, yachts, yada, yada, yada. But hey, you know what? He just doubled his net worth just by signing on to this league. He's going to ride off in the sunset. And let's be honest, Dustin Johnson is not a guy that cares about his appeal, his his stature amongst uh, you know fans or anything like that. No, he's here to get his, and oh boy, did he get his. Now this transitions into the James Pyatt discussion. Now, of course, James Pyatt, he's been on this show twice. Michigan State golfer, selfishly, gave me one of my favorite moments of last summer when he won the U.S. Amateur, and that's how he's getting into this. He's one of four amateur golfers invited to play in the LIV inaugural tournament in London sometime next month. Now with that said, am I going to just sit here and back up everything he did just because he's a friend of the program? No, I'm not going to do it because of that. I'm actually going to back him up because of the situation he's in. And this is a completely different situation than the one Dustin Johnson's in. Dustin Johnson doesn't need to do anything the rest of his life, right? Okay, James Pyatt's got a whole career, a whole life to still live out. And this is where we're going to have a, an honest discussion right now, is that, yes, J James Pyatt won the U.S. Amateur. Amazing run. He, he got to play in the Masters. He's going to play in the Memorial, actually, this weekend. He's teeing off at a little after quarter to 9 a.m. on Thursday morning. Anyway, enough of that. 
he's getting sponsors exemptions to this. When this year runs out, now what? Now what? Yeah, he got the exemptions to the Masters. He got the exemption to the U.S. Open. He has an exemption to the British Open. I don't think it'll work, especially if he's taking money uh, joining the LIV Tour, because you can still take money and play in the U.S. Open this year. But that's the interesting thing, is that now what? Where does he go after this? Let me tell you, it's not the PGA Tour just like that. It is not just straight to the PGA for James Pyatt. It might not even be straight to the Corn Ferry Tour, which is essentially so to speak, the minor leagues of golf. No, it is a grind on the golf tour. It is very comparable to the grind for Major League Baseball. you got to work your way up, grind through some mini-tours, the Latin mini-tours, the Canadian mini-tours, some Asian mini-tours, and then you get to the Corn Ferry League. And then if things go well there, if you win X amount of tournaments, if you finish in the top X for money at the end of the year, then you get your PGA Tour card, and even then you're grinding. Even then you're grinding. Okay, so, but you're still making money, right? I want you to listen very carefully about the money that's being thrown around right now. Let, let's go to the Monday Q Info Twitter account. Monday Q Info, if you're a golf fan, you already know what I'm talking about. If you're not, fascinating golf writer. He is in the know. Check this out. Just got a call from a person in the know that said one of the AMs got $6 million up front and a quarter million per start. So just for showing up at the first tee box of every event, that's a quarter million dollars, and then six million dollars up front. And oh yeah, by the way, the purses these guys are playing for a week in a week out dwarf a lot of the PGA Tour purses. Let's talk dollars and cents right now. Is that James Pyatt that got the six million up front? I don't know. But here, just for just for conversation's sake, let's say he only got half of that. Let's say he's got three million up front. That might be more than his actual number. It might be less, but I think that's a good way to start this conversation. Let's say you got three million dollars and a hundred grand for each start. Okay, that would put him twentieth on the money list in the PGA this year. Three point one million dollars gets you twentieth on the money list in the PGA this year. For the Corn Ferry, which is what he would probably hope to play next year, the top money maker so far after twelve events. After 12 events in the Corn Ferry Tour, has made not even $350,000. I want you to imagine you're James Pyatt. You're a young kid, you got your whole career ahead of you. Option A grind it out through mini tours, through the Corn Ferry, maybe some lower level PGA events, sponsors exemptions, or works his way into that, qualifies on a Monday, what have you. That's option A to maybe make realistically $100 maybe $200,000 if things really go well for you in that first year. If things really go well for you, $100,000 to $200,000. Option B, hey, um, come join this league. That's going to happen with or without you. Listen, you're not going to be a a big figure that's going to really, in all honesty, move the needle one way or another if you're going to stay going to go. The offer's yours. This is millions of dollars. This could set you up for life right off the bat and also, yeah, give you some publicity right here. Option's yours. Option zero. Listen, I get I get why Jack Nicholas turned down hundred million. He he's above that. His, his reputation's already made. He's so big now that he's actually a brand, and he doesn't want to tarnish his brand. I get it. Okay, and maybe a blow like that really hurts the LIV. James Pyatt, a little different than Jack Nicholas, doesn't necessarily have the bankroll. You take money when you can get it. If you're that young, 
if you're him. And I'm not just speaking to him too, but any amateur too. Any amateur, I'm signing that dotted line right there. Three million, 100 grand to start. Yeah, that, that's better than a lot of pros are doing this season. And that's cream of the crop pros. That is top 20 players in the whole world. It is incredibly hard, incredibly hard to make money on the PGA. Like, not just money, but like the kind of money that really makes you go like, whoa, on the PGA Tour. And with the LIV knocking on his door, no, I'm, I'm not, <laughs> not James Pyatt at all whatsoever for for joining this league because um hey it's gonna happen with or without him money's on the table it's all yours or uh if, if you say no that's fine hey okay we're still gonna play our tournaments G- good luck grinding it out and making a fraction of what is in front of you right now that's uh that what a what a situation dangle in front of him and hey if he's my friend, if he's my uh, my family member, if uh, if this is my kid in 20 years, I'm, I'm probably saying sign that dotted line, son. That's a, please take that money and please run, enjoy your time, and hey, maybe I'll get in the top 15 or top 20 at some of these events, huh? Really uh, up your net worth there. So yeah, that's my take on the whole uh, James Pyatt to the LIV situation. Roughly two people asked me about my thoughts on Twitter, and that was enough for me to make a 10-minute segment about it, and really, I could talk about this all day, but... I know you don't want to listen to this all day. Um, you want to listen to more football, more basketball stuff. We'll have that tomorrow. Hopefully, we'll have Justin Thin tomorrow. If not, it'll be me again. We'll be talking about all Michigan State sports. Thank you so much for making Locked On Spartans your first listen every single day here in the Locked On Podcast Network. You guys are the best. Love every single one of you. Now, go make your second listen, Locked On Big Ten. That's right, Locked On Big Ten with my guy, Nate Dickinson. Covers all the ins and outs of the Big Ten Conference. It's free and available. For you lovely folks, get your podcast. Let's have a Thursday. Love you all. Go Green.